Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cara, acne can be tough. Whether your kid is just starting to get breakouts or has been struggling with them for years, there's a great product that can help. Phyla is the ultimate game changer. It tackles acne right at its root cause, rebalancing the skin's bacteria and packing it with probiotic phages. Phyla harnesses the superpowers of probiotics, tiny warriors targeting and wiping out the acne-causing bacteria. In studies, Phyla slashed acne-causing bacteria by a whopping 90%. Phyla doesn't just fix acne you can see. It stops new breakouts in their tracks. It has no harsh chemicals and won't irritate or dry most skin. Phyla's three-step system is like a dermatologist-approved magic potion. Cleanse, apply serum, and moisturize twice a day. As a special treat for our listeners, you can grab 25% off your first order of Phyla. Head over to phylabiotics.com, enter code PUBERTY at checkout, and kickstart your family's journey to acne-free skin. Check out the link in our show notes for quick access. Hi, I'm Kara Natterson. And I'm Vanessa Kroll-Bennett. And we are obsessed with flipping puberty positive. Puberty is a stage of life best described as a roller coaster of physical and emotional shifts. It happens to literally every human being on earth. And it shouldn't be cringy. It should feel, you know, pretty comfortable. Which is why we started this podcast and a newsletter and why we film slightly ridiculous but informative social media videos. It's why we have a brand that makes clothes that literally feel so comfortable and why we write books too. Our latest is This Is So Awkward, Modern Puberty Explained. We have built a universe of puberty positivity and it all started with this podcast. We are so happy that you're here. Cara. Hi, Vanessa. Something that has come up actually for both of us recently, and we want to share the information because Cara, you and I both have college age kids and there's something no one tells you about the path towards adulthood for college age kids. And we would really like to share this wisdom so that those of you who are behind us on this journey are not surprised. And people are sitting here wondering, what is it? Is she going to let's? I, I think we should back it up to the high school on-ramp to this path because... Oh, right. Exactly. Right? So we're talking about summer jobs, summer jobs and how we build independent you know, emotionally independent, physically independent, and financially independent young people in our homes, right? And I don't know about you, Vanessa, but I found that with my kids, it was easier for them to find employment when they were younger in high school, believe it or not, in middle school. 
I found it easier for my son in particular, who was really eager to find a paying job and he was willing to do anything. And he ended up working with a landscaping company, which sounded really fancy, but he ended up literally in the dirt, digging, washing, scraping, I mean, hard labor, laying pavers, laying sprinkler lines every single day. And they loved having him and he loved being there. But as he's gotten older, and certainly for my daughter who's in college, and I know this is where you're going to go, the quest to find summer employment has gotten really complicated. So let's also back it up to your kid is finally in college. You imagine that your kid, once they're finally in college, like, oh, your work is done. They're there, right? Because we spend all of these insane years, and I don't use that term lightly, prepping them and supporting them and guiding them towards the golden land of college. But boy, are we in for a rude awakening if we think that is the end point, because it is just yet another stopping point along the never ending journey of being a parent. So the high school, not only is it, okay, so high school jobs and high school summer jobs, I require my kids to have paid jobs and not have internships, right? And we can talk about that in a second because they have to earn money to then pay for their lives through the course of the year and buy the things that I would never pay for. And, you know, summers can often be kind of set up for high school kids who have, you know, six, eight, 10, 12 weeks to work. Great. They're young. Their backs don't hurt that much. They <laughs> they can lay pavers. They can lay pavers. They can deal with little kids for hours on end, whatever the case may be. So that's high school, right? You're getting them towards college or some version of adult independence where they're living on their own and working towards their adulthood. But then they get to college and you're like, wait a second, what is happening here? Because summer becomes as stressful as the college process was when they were in high school. So that's where we're going to dig in. It's seen as a mandatory on-ramp to a career, right? Correct. And I want to just rewind for a second to what you said about what you require of your kids, because every family is going to do it differently. So some families say, you have to get a paid job. Whatever it is, you have to get a paid job. I will support you in any endeavor, but these are the things I require. Some families need their kids to get a paid job because their kids are significant contributors to the bottom line. And some families say, for any number of reasons, Great. I will support you getting an unpaid job if it's an experience that fills you. So there's no judgment in any direction. Every family can do it differently. All of that said, I do think one big benefit of your requirement, Vanessa, is that they also learn to do other adulting skills like pay taxes, which is such an interesting element of getting paid, but we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. Instead, let's stay focused on the topic at hand, which is why, oh, why, has summer become part of this downward pressure on discovering your career? And this is where the concept of internship and the competitive nature of getting internships has to be mentioned in this conversation because 
there is all this competition to getting these very coveted jobs, generally in the category of internships. Some internships are paid and some are not paid. And I think it's important to state the legalities of this, just so people know. I mean, certainly in the state of California, I can't speak for the entire nation, but I would love a listener to, especially a lawyer listener to DM us or email us and fill us in. But in the state of California, you cannot hire an unpaid intern who is not given then some other form of credit. Generally, it's in the form of school credits. So if someone is doing labor for you, that labor has value and it either has to be paid with cash money or it has to translate into school credits that can, I would imagine in theory, offset their course load during the year or help them make their path through college a little faster, which has value, right? So do you know if that's national? I believe in the state of New York, it's also true. I don't know if that is a federal law, but I know there were a series of lawsuits about unpaid interns and some people got in trouble for that. So yeah. But the reason they evolved is what you were starting to say, right? Which is like, so your kid might want to have a a job in fill in the blank career. Right. Right. So the reason that I tell my kids, and as Cara said, every family is going to have different approaches, but we should all have reasons for why. The reason I don't have my kids take office internships in high school is because I say to them, you have the rest of your life to sit in an office. Now, that concept of sitting in an office is like a fairly loose concept now because so many people work remote, right? (laughs) Um, But, you know, they have young bodies that need to be outside and moving. So I also, while if they could get retail jobs, I would allow them to work retail jobs. I encourage them to have jobs where they are outside, moving their bodies, soaking up sunshine. For those of us who live in New York, we have to stockpile the exposure to sun for the months when there is none. Can I make a retail job side note? Because I have a kid who had, I had a retail job all the way through my high school, every high school summer. And I have a kid who had a retail job last summer or two summers ago. And um, it is fabulous to have a retail job, to learn all of those interpersonal skills. However, I thought she was going to learn to fold her own clothes. Her retail job was in a clothing store. No, that did not. And also my kid who wanted the retail job was basically going to spend all the money he earned by buying things at the store with the discount they provided. Correct. Yes. So again, no judgment on other people doing it other ways, but I know my kids and those were the parameters I set down. But then I encountered having a college kid. And I have to tell you, I cannot believe what the process is for getting summer internships, summer jobs, and what the pathway is towards employment once you have graduated. And anyone who's been through this can appreciate it, but I would imagine so many of you have not yet gotten there. And so, for example, there are certain summer internships, hold on to your hats, that you Um, have to apply to 18 months before the summer in question in order to get that job 18 months later, in the hopes that 18 months after that, you will receive a return offer for a full-time job once you have graduated from school. And sometimes that timeline is shrunken. I mean, certainly another path through is 
by, say, October of one academic year, you are applying for the summer internship that's going to happen, you know, what is that, eight months later? Yes. And then the hope is that 12 months later, you'll have a job. So like, sometimes it's a little shorter than that 18, 18, but still. That's the most extreme, that's the most extreme version. And many of us know people who did those programs when we were growing up. I did not do those programs and we can share the paths that we went through as teens or not. But it was nowhere near that runway of amount of time. And even for the kids applying for the upcoming summer, those applications open November 1st. And if they have not submitted their paperwork within that first week, they are shut out of applying to many of these programs. It's like when for people who live in New York City who are listening to this, the application for nursery schools opens (laughs) the day after Labor Day. LA too. And I'm guessing other major metropolitan areas the day after Labor Day. And if you do not request an application within hours of them opening, you may be shut out of receiving an application. Uh, It's so nuts. And then you layer on top of this, the kid, I might have one, who doesn't know what they want to do. Right. Right. Like there's no room in this system for not knowing what you want to do because the jobs that you're describing are jobs in highly competitive fields. It's not like a job at a specific company and it's one of them and some people get it and some people don't. This is the entire field of fill in the blank, consulting, finance. These are gigantic swaths in the market. I can tell you, I have a kid who, could I see her going into one of these jobs? Totally. Can she see herself? No. Why not? Because by October or November 1st of her sophomore year in college, she wasn't 100% sure she wanted to do that. Now she has missed that train and she is a hundred percent convinced the train is off the station. These are not jobs for her. Not now, not ever. So I want to talk about our paths. I actually want to hear your path. I would love to share my path. Not because I think our paths are necessarily instructive of what happens in 2024, but because I think there's a lot of value to showing how the meandering can land you somewhere unexpected and incredibly fulfilling. Vanessa, what did you do when you were done going to camp? What did your summers look like? And how did the meandering happen or not happen with your summers? So I want to acknowledge the privilege I had that I only needed to work to pay for my college lifestyle, that I wasn't working in the summers to contribute to the cost of going to college, I was paying for, you know, beer and pizza, basically, and, you know, trips to visit my friends. So I want to name that because my experience is one version. I never wore tube tops. I, (laughs) college in the late nineties in the Northeast was, no, it was overalls and wool sweaters and clogs. And I mean, I was, you know, so much older than you. I mean, you're not that much older, but like... At, I'm tube tops older than you, is what I am, Vanessa. I mean, I also did not grow up in LA. I grew up in preppy land where we never, ever wore tube Shoulder tops. pads. No, Lily Pulitzer. 
Okay. So my sister, my sister listens to this podcast religiously and she's going to feel really badly when I tell my first summer story. My first summer, I was supposed to drive cross country with my sister. And then she met someone and fell in love and decided to drive cross country (laughs) with him instead of me. (laughs) And so, and that wound is not fresh. And that wound is still festering. Um, I love you, Dana. And so I took a job working for my dad in putting data and I was being paid a nice hourly rate in those days. And when my dad found out how much I was being paid to input data, he told my boss that they were paying me too much and they needed to reduce my hourly rate. (laughs) So yes, that was summer. That was one summer. Another summer I applied for a stipend, like a, a scholarship stipend to be able to intern at an amazing organization called Lawyers for Children, because I was thinking about becoming a lawyer and I was thinking about becoming a social worker. And I interned for some incredible folks there. And I still, I don't wonder if I should have become a lawyer, but I do wonder if I should have gotten a master's in social work. But that's a free freeze on that. You tried a job. You yes. tried an industry. Yes. It wasn't the perfect fit for you. And you were able to make a set of very informed decisions based upon just trying it. Yes. Okay. And another summer, I was a camp counselor at a sleepaway camp. Oh, me too. Which, no, Cara, I just met someone recently who was one of your campers. I bet you I totally forgot to tell you that. Vanessa, we literally have three minutes to eat lunch every day. I am not joking. And the challenge is how to make it delicious and healthy and still fit into that tiny window. Our answer is factors ready to eat meals. They have been a godsend. We throw our factor meals in the microwave. It takes two minutes and out comes a gorgeous, fresh, never frozen meal. We both love the tamale vegetarian one. It's delish. There's a ton of options every week. There's 60 add-ons, breakfast, snacks, beverages. I love doing the wellness shots with my kids. They think it's hilarious. And I know they're getting vitamins and minerals in their bodies. So get meals on your table or at your desk in two minutes or less. Factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping, cooking, and cleaning. You can customize with flexibility to get as much or as little as you need, and you can press pause or reschedule depending upon your lifestyle. So to order, go to factormeals.com slash puberty50 and use the code puberty50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That code is puberty50 at factormeals.com slash puberty50 to get 50% off your first box, 20% off your next box. And I am going to go do that right now because I need more factor meals in my refrigerator. Cara, lately I have been lying awake at night. I'm physically exhausted, but I can't sleep because my mind is so wired with everything going on between work and my family. So I've added magnesium breakthrough to my nightly routine and it actually helps calm my mind. It helps me get better sleep and I wake up feeling better rested. I'm less cranky and I'm more patient with my family and with you. Oh, I've noticed. And it's because unlike other magnesium supplements that might give one or two formulations of magnesium, magnesium breakthrough has seven 
That's why you're sleeping so well and waking up refreshed. Now, dietary supplementation is always best, Vanessa. So that means eating your minerals and vitamins is the best way to get them in. But if you can't or you don't get enough, magnesium breakthrough is the way to go. It can also help digestion, though too much helps your digestion too much, which is not a good thing. It can support muscle recovery. So bye-bye, Charlie Horses. And it helps build dense bones, which is especially important for women approaching and in menopause. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners. You can go to buyoptimizers.com slash puberty, B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com slash puberty. And you can use the code PUBERTY10 during checkout to save 10%. That promo code is PUBERTY10 at buyoptimizers.com slash puberty. Your body and brain and family and business partner will thank you. Cara, my kids love Magic Spoon cereal. And even though it's cereal, they actually love it as a homework snack. The variety pack has four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. And fruity is the favorite flavor in my house. Now, this pack has zero grams of sugar, between 13 and 14 grams of protein, and between four and five grams of net carbs per serving. It's made with wholesome ingredients, no artificial flavors or dyes, and it's high in protein, gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. So a great choice, Vanessa. You can go to magicspoon.com slash puberty to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our, you guessed it, promo code puberty at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident you're going to love their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they will refund your money. No questions asked. They do not want you to send their cereal back to them. Try a bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com slash puberty and use the code puberty to save $5. So the point is, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I had no idea who I wanted to be. I, in addition to all of that, was an American studies major, which meant I could not choose what my major was. <laughs> I was gonna I say, could... which meant nothing. <laughs> yes. And then I could take a ton of different classes and still have a major and graduate. It was great. I loved it. I like I had amazing professors. I love my classes. I am a well-rounded human being who can speak to many, many topics. You really are. I am. I don't think that's just your major, but I think your major helped. But you really are. You're like... I think being an American studies major was a great contributor to that quality. And great quality. Yeah. So I tried tons of stuff. I didn't specialize. I, I mean... I was exploring and I had permission to do that. I always figured out how to cover my butt and make some money and pay for whatever I was doing. But beer and pizza. Yeah. Beer and pizza. Yeah. I was supported in this by my parents, except for when my dad told them to pay me less. <laughs> um, support you less. Cara, what was your what were your summers? Well, my path was a little different because my parents split up when I was 14. And we went from one financial situation to another over the following couple of years. So while I too had the luxury of having a roof over my head that I didn't need to contribute to, my mom was always able to do that, things got tight. And 
I had to pay for more stuff because I had such guilt in high school asking my mom for anything. My mom was working so hard and trying to figure it out on her own. And then when I went to college, I was responsible for all of my spending money. So I, you know, took student loans and my mom and her parents really took care of the paying for college part. And I took on, you know, more than the beer and pizza money. It was Mm -hmm. like all the other money, right? I've had so many jobs Um, (laughs) and I love it. And it's total badge of honor. So my very first summer job when I was 16 years old was at Champs, a sporting goods store. Oh, I know Champs. Champs. Yeah. I think I might have told this on the podcast before, but one of the customers who walked in, it is LA, was Ozzy Osbourne. And I didn't know who he was, except when he went to pay, he put his hand down on the counter to pass his credit card. And he had O-Z-Z-Y tattooed one on each knuckle kind of thing. And I was like, oh, oh, I know who that is. Um, But that was my first retail experience. And then every summer after that, I worked as a script reader. I did what's called coverage. I would read scripts and I would do one sentence summary, one paragraph summary, one page summary. No wonder I started writing. And you got paid per script. It was a very LA job. And I could do that job while holding other jobs, which I did. So, I mean, in college, I worked in a frozen yogurt store and I worked in the library, by the way. TCBY? No, it was um, actually, it was like this. Remember Tasty Delight? Yeah. timestamp. It was a Tasty Delight machine in an Italian cafe in Cambridge. It was two flavors a day kind of thing. But I was the Tasty Delight. Tasty Delight. It was was delicious. Also, there's nothing that is not machine-made. Chemical. I mean, it's like, (laughs) God knows. Um, I probably preserved my body in all the wrong ways during those years when I would, you know, you you could get free Tasty Delight while you were working, which was a perk until it was not. But, you know, I've had every job. For anyone who's on college campuses looking for a great gig, work in a library. I got paid to do my homework, right? There's all sorts of great stuff. By the way, at the end of of college, I went to medical school. Now, the reason I say it that way is it is so hard to get into medical school now compared to when I got into medical school. I don't think people who want to go to medical school have the luxury of doing what I did. Mm -mm. By the way, I also did not know that I wanted to be a doctor. Like I was trying that one on for size two. And that's a whole other podcast. But I say all this because... I got to do things that were unique and different that very much landed me where I am today. There's no question that my job reading scripts every single summer for ICM, the agency, that job landed me in a career where I write and podcast Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Who knew how it was informing where I was going to land? But it does. And I don't think pre-med, I, I wasn't even pre-med. You can't even do that anymore. But like, who knows how kids who want to go to medical school, how little freedom they feel. They've got to get research under their belt. They've got to get, you know, their MCAT scores through the roof. They've got so much pressure. So it's a different world. And I think it's important that we're acknowledging that. And I think it's okay to mourn the loss of this experimentation with different menial jobs, different 
people-facing jobs, different jobs that are completely outside of the realm of what you may do. I did not go on to have a career in frozen yogurt. And yet that job has so much story value for me. The relationships that I made while dishing out frozen yogurt, it's sad to me that that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. I mean, so let's get back to the comparison of then and now, right? So we had these sort of meandering journeys and yet our kids feel and other people's kids feel they don't have the ability to do that, that the world is telling them, nope, you got to get on this track. You got to choose, you got to decide. And I want to acknowledge that there are kids who come from homes and communities where they don't have the network to help them navigate this landscape. Maybe their parents don't come from this country. Maybe their parents have not themselves gone to college or graduate school who are familiar with the machinations of this. Even though you and I are like, oh, well, I didn't do that freshman year or sophomore year. We knew what, you know, the recruiting process looked like on campus, for example. So there are kids who are literally doing this for the first time in their entire families, and they are navigating this utterly on their own. And so for people listening who are like, yeah, my kid is going to get this internship, and then they're going to get this job, and then they're going to be able to pay back their student loans, and then my family is not going to be under this financial pressure. Here's my advice for these people. Help your kid navigate the internal systems and career counseling office and advising systems within their school. Because one of the things that I think kids are often not great at and parents take a step back from is what are the resources available to kids at their given school and how can they use that to leverage summer internships or jobs beyond. So that's one thing. Get knowledgeable and be in conversation with your kid about it. Even if you're like, this is totally foreign to me, there's ways to do that. The other thing that I would encourage people to do is to not judge their kids for pursuing a particular path because it feels sad to us that it's no longer a youthful path, that it feels mercenary or that it feels too narrow or limited or any of those things. Because again, and we'll continue to explore this, kids are feeling tremendous downward pressure to figure out what jobs they're going to have, what internships they're going to have, who they're going to be. And if we judge them for that, it just adds to the pressure. And I'll add a third tier list, which is it feels so, so important to tell our kids and to mean it that this is not the end of the road. What they think they are going to do, their first job out of college, is not necessarily their career. And if they see it as one step along an interesting life path that may wind and weave, that's the path to happiness. Like Everyone wants to know how do you create joy and happiness and all of that for your kids? Well, first of all, you don't, they do. And second of all, it's by giving them permission to realize that at 
20, 22, 24, they won't have it all figured out. They're not going to know exactly what they want to do. So for the ones who get the coveted internships in finance or in consulting, great. Give yourself permission to decide you don't want to do it. For the ones who go down that road further after college and a year or two or three years in, they say, this is not how I want to live my life. Okay. You started the episode, Vanessa, by describing the endless journey of helping to raise kids. One of the features of that endless journey is the hope that our kids and the kids in our lives will continue to come back to us as sounding boards when they're not kids anymore. And this is the perfect example of when they can do it. And I'll give you a perfect example of that, which is even those of us who have been through recruiting processes and looking for corporate jobs out of college or internships, the way the application process works now is totally different. It's totally different than it was five years ago. So for instance, there are now assessments which are like not anonymous. They know who you are, but you're basically taking a test to get you to the next round. So there's there's that. There are interviews on Zoom, not in person, where it's possibly you and one other or a few other people being interviewed. So you have to answer questions like, what do I wear on a Zoom interview? What's appropriate? What's overdressed? What's underdressed? Do I own something that's appropriate? And then you think about, well, how do I show I'm a team player, right? By acknowledging the other person or people in the interview while still promoting myself and making myself an interesting candidate. And then it's about waiting and sitting in uncertainty. So in our day, maybe you applied for a job and you found it the next week. These kids go through round after round of interviews where they are spending months going through this process and sitting in the uncertainty of not knowing. Now, all of those things I actually think are great skills for kids to develop, right? How do I present myself appropriately in an interview, whether it's in person or in Zoom? How do I prove to someone that I am a team player and able to promote my own ability and worthiness for a position? And how do I sit in uncertainty? And those are all things that we really, really want our kids to learn how to do. How about a thank you email? How about a resume? How about a cover letter, right? Those are all amazing, amazing things. You just can't believe how early kids need to learn how to do those things. It's totally shocking. And the last thing is you're sitting there and you're like, I just want you to be happy. That's it. I just want you to be happy. And yet they look at you and they're like, you know how I'm going to be happy? I'm going to be happy if I prove to myself that I can get this job or make it to the next round or know that I have a job waiting for me when I graduate. Or, you know, like they don't understand one of the best pieces of advice to your point, Cara, that uh, my son got from someone was think of your first two jobs out of college as just a continuation of your education. Don't think of it as what your future career is going to be. Think of it as a continuation of your learning. And he was like, oh, great advice, great advice. And then two minutes later was like... (laughs) He threw it out the window. (laughs) Totally forgot about the advice. So let's land with some guidance for people who are like 
sitting here figuring out how to help and love and support their kids through this process? Yeah. So my best advice is start young. If you have a younger kid who's looking to work, um, it's great to encourage them to start to try to find those jobs. Different states have different rules about what age you need to be before you can actually be paid. Work permits are required in most states and they are oddly allocated through schools, Mm -hmm. which is a process that I had no idea about until my first kid wanted to work. But if you've got a middle schooler or certainly a high schooler who is looking to be employed and get paid, educate yourselves. And, you know, we know our kids have access to the digital world at their fingertips at all times. So let them start doing the education. Let them start looking up what the requirements are, what a work permit is, how they have to get it. And as Vanessa said, do not judge the job they take. Let them take a job so long as it's safe so long as it's, you know, you, you're you not nervous about their physical or emotional safety, let them take a job just for the experience. So that's for the early end. Vanessa, what's your advice for college? And then let's invite all of our listeners to send in their advice because mm. I think it'd be wonderful for the whole community to hear that. I think for older kids, make yourself a safe place for your kid to come when they are feeling overwhelmed, worried, confused, maybe feeling less than, right? When other people are maybe getting jobs, they're not. Give them a place to come where they can think things through, where they can, you know, get feedback on resumes and cover letters, where they can practice for interviews, where you are not putting more pressure on them, but you are helping release the pressure valve and being a resource to them And finally, encourage them. And you may have to do a little of this on your own. Figure out what resources are available to them at their schools, the career counseling, the advising, all of those things. These are folks who are there to help kids and kids so often don't use these resources, but encourage them to do so because there's a lot of great opportunity. And the last thing I would say is you cannot believe this car because we are so pathetic at LinkedIn, but these oh. kids are on LinkedIn like it's their job, which basically it is. It is. It and is. it's an amazing skill. It's an amazing skill. So if they don't have a LinkedIn profile, help them think That's through- That's social media. That's fair. And it is social media. <laughs> it, is social it is social media. <laughs> and encourage that one. That's excellent. So they might need help with you taking a headshot. They might need help with their resume, all of those things. They might want to access your network and who you follow, but that's a great way to start. And it's also kind of hilarious. So help them with a little LinkedIn work and take a deep breath. They're going to be okay. Be their safe place. Love them, support them. Don't judge them. Tell us how it went. Tell us how it's going. And there'll be victories and heartbreak as with all things raising kids. Good luck. We absolutely love hearing your feedback and getting all your questions. So anytime you want to be in touch, email us at thepubertypodcast at gmail.com. If you're looking for great puberty products like the Oom shorts or the Oom socks or the Oom bra, you get the theme there go to myoomla.com. 
If you want more content, you love what we do on the Puberty Podcast, and you want to have us come speak or learn more about our book or subscribe to our amazing newsletter, The Awkward Roller Coaster, go to orderofmagnitude.co. Remember, it's .co because we don't have enough money to buy .com. Yet. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 